twitch.tv slash betql and follow us on twitter at betql daily joining us on the program today betql daily graduate joe Giglio stops by to preview tonight's celtics Sixers <laughs> game and break down everything else nba and mlb and then kenny Ducey joins the show to talk all things baseball and basketball but first nfl schedule release day is today Happy day to all who observe, who pretty much should be all of you, right? Like, who who wouldn't be observing uh, such an important occasion? Uh, we've got uh, spreads and totals uh, posted ready to go. Uh, it's not just the international games from yesterday, but we've got other games that have been announced and are now available for you to bet on. And the season will begin with the Lions at the Chiefs, Super Bowl champion Chiefs, so they get to start the season on a Thursday night at home. And the Chiefs are six-and-a-half-point favorites there, already juiced in their direction. This first Sunday night game of the 2023 season, the Bills and the Jets. Buffalo is a three-point favorite on the road. And there is also a Christmas day that's just been posted. The Raiders are at the Chiefs, and that will be in the afternoon uh, on Christmas, uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time. And KC is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite there. Uh, of course, some of these numbers are have a little bit of wiggle room there, depending upon where you shop. Uh, but Joe, uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year, right? Yes, it is. I heard you should not be talking about this because it's too far out and we don't have enough information. You should wait until the last minute till it's about kickoff when the market <laughs> has the numbers shaped perfectly. That's the best time to bet. That's when you know. Like if you have a strong opinion that the Lions are going to be really, really good or if you take a game later in the year around Christmas or New Year's that a team's going to have a terrific season or things are going to go haywire in the opposite direction, you should wait. Don't don't take the seven. Wait until it's a pick 'em uh, when we get to that week. No, this is uh, this is beautiful, and I'm just thinking about tonight. I'm in on the TV show, and I think me and Aaron are in agreement here. I hate the leaks. Shut up. Get it out of my timeline. I'm actually staying off Twitter most of the day. I don't. I don't care. Just I want to see it when it's all done. When it's all done. Because it, it doesn't help me. Oh, week three, this is happening. And then week 17, this is going to happen. Um, how we have some sort of an edge or an angle on a team going into a season where we think there are certain spot plays possibly is, is when we have the whole schedule laid out. Like just co coming up with a little piece here or there, a, a morsel there, like that doesn't really help me as far as that goes. I, I'm fine with just waiting until it all comes down. But I'm very excited to see that we already have uh, nine point spreads out in various games that, that I've seen. And that first game, Ed, I also see a seven on the Chiefs. Yeah. Just making me think, oh, maybe you take the dog in that spot because that might not last. I thought the same thing, especially because we all like what the Lions did in the offseason. I saw the seven this morning and I got excited as well. First off, Anytime we can start the show with some Kirk Cousins highlights in May gets me all fired up. Like, that was just a beautiful thing. I can't wait for the show either. I also get excited. Like, who gets that early buy, too, that nobody wants? Like, there's so mm -hmm. many things that happen with the schedule release that just makes it so fun. And the fact we've already got point spreads to look at, I'm just in a great mood today. As far as the show is concerned, Joe, what is something that you look for? Because for me, one of the big things I look for involves teams that are facing other teams coming off of buys. 
mm-hmm. I know the NFL scheduling gods try to make sure that it's evenly distributed, but sometimes that's not perfect. If one team is facing, say, two or three opponents that are coming off of buys, automatically I start to discount win totals, those games in particular, if and when they come out, et cetera, et cetera. So what are you looking for as far as things that you want to play on right away? Yeah, I'm going to be curious how I, – I don't think win totals change, but sometimes the juice after some of the maybe some sharper action comes in is going to start to move. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the win totals are right now versus where they even are in 24 hours from now for people that are, are looking to pounce. Old school uh, people used to go, oh, going across the country, and I think we've learned that that's really not – it's not what people think it is. It's not the angle that many people bet on. Um, there are always some teams that get get kind of screwed with three straight road games. So I'll be looking yeah. at spots like that. And there are some some smarter teams like, you know, with Kyle Shanahan, when you have back-to-back weeks on the East Coast where they just stay out there. Uh, I'll be looking for certain situations where you have a smarter team looking to do something like that. So um, I, I would say consecutive road games is certainly something, especially in the second half of the season. Yeah, and I'm also curious just to see, like I kind of feel like because the Jags tend to go to London, <clears throat> excuse me, every year, that spending yeah. two weeks out there may not affect them as much as it might seem. Um, but it'll be interesting to see you know, how that goes for them as well. And I'm really glad you brought that up because that is one game that I'm going to be eyeballing right away in terms of potentially betting uh, something to that effect. And we will get into uh, some of our favorite bets from the games that have already been posted. We will do that a little later in the program. Uh, But in the meantime, let's recap last night in the NBA playoffs. And let's start with the Lakers and the Warriors. Golden State extends the series, winning 121 to 106. So there will be a game six. That will happen Friday night just down the road for me at crypto lebron james 25 9 and 3 and while we had some fantastic shooting performances by the warriors to me joe the real story of this game and beyond is the health of anthony davis he left the game potentially with a concussion but it sounds like uh, he should be doing okay as far as that's concerned uh but any threat to ad is going to pose a significant challenge to the lakers for the rest of this series yeah, and, and there's a lot of lying that goes on. We've, we understand that. We've watched the markets move, and, and teams come out and say one thing and do the other, and then doubtful becomes questionable, becomes they're ready to go in certain games uh, based on the little information he had, and it was right after the game. But Darvin Ham did not seem worried at all in his post-game presser. And so I, I understand being, being extra cautious because – Throughout the game, I think we all felt it was fairly obvious what the uh, result was going to be. So pulling AD from that situation, I'm not freaking out about that. And then the reaction that we saw, it it kind of felt like the Lakers were looking ahead to the next game throughout the game at some point. Um, so I, I wouldn't have uh, forced them in there, especially where we are now with the series where we don't have those extra days off. It is obviously noteworthy, but... Wouldn't you guys say that the, the way these, this number has been posted for the next game is expecting that Anthony Davis is going to be out there? Now the Lakers are a uh, two-and-a-half-point favorite uh, coming up next against the Warriors. 
Yeah, I think he's going to be out there. I, I mean, I thought the same thing. Are they looking ahead to the next game? Because it just felt like the Warriors were going to win that one. It Even before it started, right? I mean, the defending champs, like, they're not just going to go down easily in this spot. Um, there was even a, de- a debate if the Lakers should have rested their starters last night. I mean, <laughs> that that's kind ridiculous. of a lot. That is a wild take. I think uh, good old who ESPN had that, had that one. <laughs> who, who had that? I need to know. It was Greeny. So it wasn't JJ. Okay. What is with and, him lately? <laughs> I don't know because I feel like he knows in his heart that that wouldn't have happened. But, like, are you just trying to come up with a debate just for a debate? Because do you really think Darvin – I mean, that would be wild if Darvin Ham no, just decided no. to sit the starters. You can eliminate that's, that's... them from the playoffs. It's just, uh, we're not, we don't even waste time with it. Um, so it wasn't J.J. Reddick, who the Raptors are interviewing for a job, apparently. I did hear about that. Wow. Oh, boy. What? Did, so, so how did he handle fair, Steve? To be fair, did Steve Kerr have a head coaching job before he took over? I mean, I'm not saying J.J. Redick is Steve Kerr, but – there are there are there is a precedent here, right? There have been coaches to get yeah. head jobs and do Steve well. Steve Nash, but or no, no, Steve Nash is oh. an assistant. That, or, yeah. Well, that didn't work out well for. Well, and it Steve didn't. Nash. No, it didn't. Yeah, but like when you would watch Steve Kerr's analysis, he was doing games too. But when you would watch his analysis, you would say, "Oh, this guy's smart." I don't walk yeah. away saying that when JJ Redick is talking. <laughs> I, uh, he knows how to be combative wow. in debate-like yeah. situations, and and when he does color for games, like I thought, he I think he does a good job. It's just that there is that sort of moment of okay, you know what what puts you in a position to be able to handle the Raptors organization that, granted, is run really well, but they're trying to do innovative, unusual things. I, I don't know. I, that, yeah, that if I'm a player on the Raptors, I'm concerned if that's what you're doing. I mean, well, I yeah, want, yeah, yeah, that's completely yeah. in fairness. They've, they've brought in like a dozen people. And sometimes you just talk to people to, to get new ideas for, to use uh, moving mm-hmm. forward. Like maybe there's something there that we haven't thought of and you just mm-hmm. have a conversation, but it was odd Good when point. I saw that. I saw that one on the bottom line. Uh, Lonnie Walker after 15 in the fourth quarter the other day, does nothing. Uh, four points. Mm-hmm. I wanted to pull the trigger on that prop going under, but uh, I did not. Obviously this is the big story. But about AD, you know, I didn't see Steph shooting poorly from the outside again, and he did. It's going to go under the radar because they win the game they were supposed to win. Uh, they covered the first quarter, first half, full game, every uh, Warrior side, however you back them. But Steph missed 8 of 11 shots uh, from outside. Clay was bad again. So there are some reasons to be concerned a little bit about the Warriors moving forward, but uh, it, it felt like the best player on the court for Golden State last night was actually Draymond. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought Draymond would have a big game, just didn't know it was going to come from the points. <laughs> I did assists <laughs> and rebounds! Gosh, so annoying. I have not been doing great on props so far in the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, that was... That was really frustrating. I feel like I should have just not even bet or just put a dollar on my bet so far. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, big game from Draymond. Just didn't come from the points and rebounds, but that's all right. 
uh, I'm happy to see Golden State get the win. And I keep saying this. Steph is due to get hot eventually. When? When? Mm-hmm. Come on, guy. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's win this series. I, I like how game seven against the Kings, uh, you know, he went off for 50 points and now we're waiting for him to get hot again. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those like, you know, law of averages in terms of shooting, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like if they're winning a game with paltry shooting, then you know that the Warriors can still, you know, somehow manage something in this series. Uh, yeah. Also congrats to the Andrew Wiggins backers. Uh, he dropped 25. Have a yeah. thought here that I want to share with you guys. Uh, one more thought here as far as this game is concerned. And, and sort of something to think about as far as game six and potentially game seven. Warriors had only two fewer points in the paint. And that's just fine as far as what the Lakers are trying to do offensively and what the Warriors are trying to do. And so if the Warriors are almost even keel as far as points in the paint, then that's a huge advantage for Golden State. So that matters. Mm -hmm. The other thing, too, is the Warriors are a much faster team than the Lakers. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but in terms of passing, transition offense, and things like that, Golden State's just a lot faster. The Lakers looked a little lethargic at times. And Joe, it might be because they were looking ahead to game six and sort of conserving energy. But I wonder how much of that is just the overall athleticism of Golden State. I looked at average speed in the playoffs from NBA.com and the Warriors are second among all playoff teams at 4.18 miles per hour. The Lakers are 12th. So even though it may seem like the Lakers are just trying to conserve energy, they're just naturally a slower basketball team because it's all about the half court and ultimately getting the ball down low and maybe going to the free throw line. I wonder if that speed difference will come back to haunt the Warriors for game six and potentially game seven. Hmm. Interesting. Even with Steph and Clay at this stage in their career, same thing with Draymond. Uh th- th- yeah, that certainly makes sense. I mean, it was it was noticeable at times. LeBron is, I mean, we, we hold him to such a high standard, but the defense just is not there. Like, it, it hurts them at times. Now, are they conserving energy? I don't know. We're going to have to see how this plays out, right? Because that feels like we've been making that argument for a quite mm-hmm. some time that Uh, They're saving this energy, but for when? For these next couple games? For game six at home to close things out? We'll see. Right? Yeah, (laughs) because tomorrow isn't promised in the NBA, especially against the Warriors. I wouldn't be saving too much if you don't advance. (laughs) You are kidding. You are not kidding. Anthony Davis uh, reportedly looked to have avoided a concussion. He was able to leave the stadium by walk or leave the arena walking, so he should be fine as far as that's concerned. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. with you guys. You should be there for game six. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Joe G returns to the show. We'll find out if he's doing his victory lap for the Sixers right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.